0: City First Church, it is so good to be with you today. I want to say hello to all my friends watching at City First Anywhere, all my friends in Cape Coral. And can we please make some noise for our God behind bars? Friends, we are so glad that you guys are tuning in today. Uh, we are wrapping up a series today entitled Endless Summer, looking at timeless truths from the book of wisdom written by one of the wisest men to ever live in his name Is Solomon. This is one of my favorite books in the Bible. I absolutely love Proverbs. As a kid, I was told a proverb a day will keep the doctor away. Okay, a proverb a day will keep the doctor away. I don't know if that's true. I think you can read the Bible and still get a migraine or catch a cold. Nevertheless, um, whatever day it is, you pick that chapter and you read it. So today's the 30th, and so I will just pull out Proverbs. 30 and read it, and just it's amazing. Every single time I do this throughout the month, it's sort of my Bible reading plan. I don't do it religiously, but it, it's, a, it, it's something that happens consistently throughout the year that helps me just kind of stay just a little bit wise. And there's always something that you can learn in the book of Proverbs that I truly believe is timeless. There's something uh, Solomon says in Proverbs 10 that I think is going to encourage us today. And it says this in Proverbs 10, verse 5. It says, Know the importance of the season you're in, and a wise son you will be. Know the importance of the season you're in, and a wise son you will be. But what a waste when an incompetent son sleeps through his day of opportunity. Today's message is entitled, The Reason for the Season. Okay, today's message entitled, The Reason for the Season. I want you to know that whatever season you find yourself in life, there is a reason for that season. Everything has a season. And aren't we glad that there are some things that only had a season? I don't know if you remember that one time everyone thought Popeyes had a better chicken sandwich than Chick-fil-A. That was just a season, okay? Um, I don't know if anybody in the building uh, or watching from vacation maybe that's burn a CD old, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and if you don't know what burning a CD is, allow me to explain, okay? Imagine downloading your favorite songs on what could have been... Been deemed illegal websites, and then putting them on a compact disc, also known as a CD, to play in your car or disc man. I and I I just feel older the more and more I'm trying to explain this. And and you would you would play that music somewhat illegally, be looking over your shoulder. And but now you got Spotify today. You got Pandora. Okay, we had this thing called LimeWire. Okay, and Napster thinking the FBI was going to break into our homes because we were stealing music, okay? Thank God it was just a season. Flip phones, season. Um, Anybody remember dial-up internet, okay? Like, this is when, to get on the internet, you just had to just wait, like, you think your Wi-Fi is slow? You ain't seen slow until you've tried dial up internet. You'd take you 10 minutes just to get to Google, okay? I don't know if you remember American Online or Screen Names. Like, my screen name growing up was Lil Drip21, okay? Like, so like, listen, if I was trying to like holler at a girl or something, I'm like, hey girl, listen, Lil Drip 21, all right, meet me on American Online. Like, 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 what was happening? Thank God it was just. A season! To get more personal, um, that high school crush you thought you would marry and may have even begged God for on one or two occasions? Season! And aren't you grateful now that it was just a season? Uh, What I want to encourage us with to know is that seasons come and seasons go, but I love what Solomon says. He says, you should know the importance of the season you are in. And so today, I I want you to first uh, recognize your season. I think we have to recognize the season that we're in. Uh, One of the key words here is I want us to recognize our season. Because I think the temptation we might have is to compare our season. Somebody else's season to compare our season to their season because it's hard when you're in a single season and your friend ends up in an an engaged season. Uh, Sometimes uh, (laughs) you're unhappily married and watching your friends happily go on dates. Sometimes Uh, People are experiencing a Job-like season who in the Bible had a rough go of things for a season in his life. I mean, I've sat on the phone with people who it seems like all they ever have is bad news. They lost their job, their car broke down, they lost a loved one, dog got sick, kids got sick, can't find a job to save their life parked somewhere they weren't supposed to, got a ticket. I mean, like, their kid got a DUI. They got a letter from the IRS saying they owed the amount they thought they were getting a refund for. I mean, for some people, when it rains, it pours. There are some people I talk to and I just think, what did you do to God? Like, what happened in your life for it to be so bad? They just have one of those seasons. And then there's other people I talk to. It's like they have the Midas touch. Everything they touch turns to gold. It's like they never get sick. They have a second home near a beach. You don't really even think about them until you got a shovel snow and they ain't even around. They get a raise every year. Their bonus is most people's salary. Their company pays for their Tesla. Their metabolism is that of a 15-year-old and they're in their 50s. Like, Like their children are on D1 scholarships. You want to be happy for them? But they don't need your happiness to have it, okay? Like, they're doing fine without your happiness for them. And I think our temptation, ladies and gentlemen, is to compare seasons, but we don't have to compare our season to someone else's season. I think you and I have to recognize the season that we're in. Because at some point, I think you and I have to go to God and say, Is this a season where I really need to buckle down and really get planted somewhere and put down some roots? Or is this a season for change? Is this a season where maybe I need to uproot and do something different? Um, Solomon in Ecclesiastes, he says that there is a time to search and a time to give up. Is this a season where you should keep trying? Or is this a season where you need to let it go? Maybe I'm supposed to tell you to never give up. But I'd rather tell you to pay attention to the season that you're in right now and ask God what you're supposed to be doing in this season. Is this a season where you're supposed to be the loudest voice in the room? Or is this a season where you're supposed to be the one Quiet in the corner, taking notes on everyone to make sure that they feel hurt. I don't know, but I think you should find out. Now, is this a mourning season for you? Maybe you lost a loved one, maybe you lost a job, maybe you lost a marriage, yet. You're pretending like it's a dancing season. It's not. Sometimes we laugh to keep from weeping. The funniest people in the room are often the ones in the most pain. And what I would hate to happen for you and what I would hate to happen for me is in a season where we were supposed to be grieving, we tried to rush through that season, and ignore it all together. What I would hate to happen for you and me is to be in a season where we're supposed to be laughing and dancing, yet we didn't stop to smell the roses and realize exactly how good we have it. Uh, FYI, if you are a parent and your kids are healthy, enjoy the season. You don't even know what you have until you don't have it. Um, A question I think all of us have to answer this weekend is this, is what season am I in? Have you recognized the season? The reason I think we have to recognize the season we're currently in is because of the second thing I believe we all have to do with our seasons, and it's this. Give our best to our current season. We have to give our very best to our current season, because sometimes we have an infatuation with the previous season. A skinnier season, a more metabolized season, a younger season, a more athletic season. Oh, the good old days when I could eat terrible, not stretch, not even hydrate and feel phenomenal. Like I just miss the glory days sometimes, especially the ones that were BC before COVID. You know, remember that 2019 season? We didn't even know how good we had it. Listen, I just, this is what I know. What the glory days can cost us is giving our best to our current days. Sometimes the temptation is that we'll give our best to the next season, a better season, a graduated season. Oh, I'll give my best to a a married season, a more wealthy season an empty nest season, a bigger house season, a dream job season, a retired season. But I got to encourage you to give your best to this current season. Because I believe the greatest enemy of your current potential is this word. Someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. someday. It, it's like you and I all got plans to be greater later. And I think the biggest mistake that people make is they live for someday and end up missing the blessings of today. And I just love what Solomon says in Proverbs chapter six. He says, When you're feeling lazy, come and learn a lesson from this tale of the tiny ant. Yes, all you lazy bones, and you wondering what version I'm in, all right, don't worry about that, okay? All you lazy bones, come learn from the example of the ant. And enter into wisdom. The ants have no chief, no boss, no manager. No one has to tell them what to do. You'll see them working and toiling all summer long, stockpiling their food in preparation for winter. So wake up, sleepyhead. How long will you lie there? When will you wake up and get out of bed? If you keep nodding off and thinking, I'll do it later. And say to yourself... I'll just sit back a while and take it easy. Just watch how the future unfolds. This is Solomon going, listen, even little ants have figured out I got to prepare for the future and I got to do something now, not waiting for tomorrow. Uh, One of the things that I I love to share in, in our business and in corporate America is we use this phrase in our executive coaching practice, and it's don't wait for Monday. Don't wait for Monday. And the reason we tell people don't wait for Monday is because people have all of these ideas of what they're going to do when? First thing Monday morning. Like because why? Because Monday is what? Motivational Monday. Uh, when you gonna start eating healthier? First thing Monday morning. When you gonna start, oh first thing Monday morning, we're gonna get this thing together. First thing Monday morning, first thing Monday morning, first thing Monday morning. Thing Monday morning. But I just gotta tell you, here we are on a Sunday. And it's a great day to change because some people are waiting for the ideal emotional or even spiritual state to start doing something different. But I got some bad news for you. I hate to be the bearer of it, but ideal isn't coming. The the, the ideal moment, the ideal day, the, the ideal emotional state, it's not coming. No, you got right now. Like the ideal season isn't on its way. No, you got this season. And there's often this gap between our wishes and our wills. There's what we wish for and what we hope for. And then there's what we're willing to to do about it. And I I, I know the season that you're in may not be a, a good one, but don't rush to the next one and miss the lessons of the current one, no, give, give your absolute best to this season, right here, right now. If you are in a season of change, those are hard seasons to get through, but I have to encourage you not to rush through. And in that difficult season of change, give your best to that season of change. If you are in a season where you're really struggling with your place at your job, give your best to that season. Show up and work your tail off. Do your job with integrity. Show up early. And here's why. How you handle your current season will determine what happens in your next season. So if you're in a season of disappointment, be honest about it and give your best while being in a season of disappointment. Because what we don't want to happen It's to look back on our seasons of our life and have regrets. If you're single, enjoy the season. I know quite a few married people who wish they had your free time. Enjoy it. Give your best to that season. If you are dating, enjoy it. That season, if you're engaged, enjoy that season and try not to kill each other before you say, I do. If you're married without children, enjoy that season. If you're married with children, that's a whole different kind of married. And you should also enjoy and give your best to that season. If you're a single parent, I wish it was different. And I know it can be hard. But there's no rule that says tough seasons can't be enjoyed. If your kids are driving you crazy, enjoy it. I've heard from empty nesters that when it's quiet that first week, it feels great. But after about a month, you begin to think, did I tell them to quiet down too much? And I just... Every now and then, my my house is just so chaotic. It's an eight-year-old and a four-year-old, and the noise level is just like, you know, it it can make you think bad thoughts, you know? (laughs) And every now and then, I just think, I'm going to miss this. Enjoy the chaos. And I'm just noticing this trend with parenting that seems to simply be constant worrying in every season of their kids' life, diaper season, we worry. Terrible twos season, this kid's gonna grow up, and go to jail. They should have, they should have been walking by now season. They should have been talking by now season. Toddler, toddler, break everything season. Puberty season, teenage season, homecoming season, prom season, driving season. They should be able to do algebra by now season. I thought they'd be taller than this season. I mean, parents have different seasons with their kids based off of their ages. Ages, according to some experts, they say the discipline years are 0 to 5. I'm learning that. The training years are 5 to 12. I'm, 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 I'm in that range. And the coaching years are 12 to 18. The friendship years are 18 plus. Sometimes the seasons get crossed. Sometimes you want to be their friend when they really need someone coaching them. Seasons. And they go fast. Isn't that true? What's the old adage when it comes to parenting? The days are long and the years are short. Hey, whatever season you find yourself in with your family, enjoy it. Because not to be somber, but it could be over tomorrow. And some people think that's morbid. I, I think it's liberating. Uh, my, my, my son started club basketball And I felt this wave of anxiety of whether or not he'd be good enough. And I'm at the basketball game, like, biting my nails, and I just, I'm, like, putting so much pressure on him. And I don't know why. And I'm just, because I feel like it's me, and it's a reflection of me, and I'm just, like, so nervous every time he shoots. And then I just had to pause and just go, he's eight. This is not the NBA this is not the final four. This, is, this actually has no bearing on anything. The YMCA said this was just supposed to be for fun, okay? And, and for, somehow, somehow, some way, like us parents, just we just lost it. and like, It's like we brought all of our insecurities to the field. We bring all of our insecurities to the court. And it's just like, no, enjoy him. Let him be eight and enjoy that season because one day he'll be 18 and we're going to be having all these big boy conversations and... And we will have missed the current season. And I have my other son, who's four years old. He thinks he's Spider-Man and loves crawling up things that are at a height that bring about a different wave of anxiety. And there's there's just times where I have to just let him be Spider-Man at a safe height and let him throw spider webs at me and I have to pretend like my hand is stuck to the wall. And I just have to enjoy that season because... Once again, from what I've heard, these cute little kids turn into teenagers who are too cool for their dad. And when that season comes, it may be time for me to let go and let them grow into the men that God has called them to be. And also let them know, if you ever act too cool for your dad, I will cut off your cell phone. I don't play games, okay? I'm, I'm petty, okay? You mess with me. I want you to. Uh, the second question... I want you to be able to answer this weekend, and maybe you do this in in, in a small group, in a life group, in, in community to say, am I giving my best to my current season? It takes a really mature believer to give their best to a season that they're not enjoying. But I encourage you to give your best to this season, whatever season we're in. We have to recognize whatever season that is. We have to give our best to it. And lastly, most importantly, we have to, number three, make sure we invite God to our season. Uh, It might be a tough season for your marriage. It might be a tough season for your career. It might be a tough season for you relationally. Uh, You might find yourself in in a difficult health season. I think the most important thing that you and I can do, regardless of the season we're in, is to invite God into it. It's kind of funny. When things are going extremely bad for us, our natural inclination is to try and fix it ourselves, which is comical when you think about it. Uh, And when things are going extremely well for us, our natural inclination is to leave God out of it because if we're honest, we're like... We don't really feel like we need God in this season. But the best thing that you can do in every season is to invite God to be a part of it. Now, my wife and I just celebrated 10 years of marriage last month. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I was thinking about wedding vows and how precious they really are. Think about these words, the classic ones, for better, For worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health. To love and to cherish until death do us part. All of those are seasons. Sometimes we're in a better season. Sometimes it's worse. Sometimes we're in a season of surplus. Sometimes we're in a season trying to make ends meet. Sometimes we get a clean bill of health. Sometimes we get diagnosed with cancer. Regardless of the lot we've been given and how we feel about it, the biggest regret any of us could have at the end of our life is looking back at any season of it. In realizing we failed to invite God to be a part of it. What would be a shame is if we had a season of life experiencing the finer things of life and didn't take time in that season to give God glory. And what would also be a shame is if we went through the darkest of times and didn't take time in that season to let God walk with us. I remember last fall being on the phone with Jer um, as Hurricane Ian had just devastated areas of Florida that I know a lot of our friends in in Cape Coral were impacted by. And as we were talking about people who had uh, evacuated their homes and then returned to a pile of rubble, I just just could not imagine how they were processing that. And and honestly, not just processing processing that, but processing their theology, processing their relationship with God in the midst of losing everything. Some of them lost family photos that no amount of insurance can ever bring back. And, And we started talking about how you really can't understand God, and you really can't see God until you see him in the middle of a crisis. It's in one of those seasons that you are really tested because it's easy to see the goodness of God when things are going well, but it isn't until you've lost something you hold dear and see his goodness there that I believe you've truly experienced God. I mean, I'm just thinking about a person that is able to look at a pile of rubble at what was held dear and yet still have the audacity to lift their hands and declare that God is good. In that season, that's when your faith is actually tested. This is what I believe to be true for you and for me. There's a reason for the season you're in. You might be at a bad place to work. But I believe God has you there for a season, for a reason. You might be in God behind bars right now. And I absolutely believe there is a reason for the season. Uh, You can be going through an unfair season. And guess what? There's a reason for that season. I, I know some pastors that were recently arrested overseas preaching the gospel and providing food in villages where the gospel had never been preached. And they were put in jail. And, and through a, an organization me and my wife work with, uh, we reached out to these pastors and said, hey, what can we do to help you get out? And we were trying to understand the legal system. And, and this is what they wrote back and said. They said, just take care of our families, for the gospel is being preached in prison." There's just some people that just go, I'm just going to recognize the season I'm in. I'm just going to invite God to hear. And and, and sure, it's, it's not ideal, but God can still meet you in whatever season you find yourself in. And we don't have to understand every component of a season to invite God to meet us right where we're at in that season. Sometimes what a season requires is trusting God, with it. So the last question I want you to consider today is, have I invited God to my season? Have I invited God to, to my season? I just wonder what it would look like for you and for me today to, to be the kinds of people that says, you know what, I just, this may not be my favorite season, but I want to make sure that I give it to Jesus. I think the timeless wisdom Solomon gives us is needed knowing the importance of the season we're in and that you and I should be the kind of people that give our best to it and not make the mistake of forgetting to invite God into it. I don't know what kind of season you're living in right now, but I'd like to end today's service by all of us taking a moment to invite God into it. When I look back on my life, I know that God has been good in every season. And I want to make sure that when I look at my current season, that I am being one of those kinds of people that is consistently looking for God's goodness in this season as well. And so sometimes when we sing We sing because we have already experienced God's goodness in some way, shape, or form. But then there's other moments where we are actually singing about the goodness of God in faith. Sometimes we're singing about the goodness of God prophesying over our situation because we haven't seen it yet. But I just believe something powerful happens when you and I begin to declare the goodness of God over our situation. God, I thank you so much for this amazing church, all my friends watching everywhere. God, I pray that in these next few moments as we declare your goodness, I pray God that this would be a season that we truly remember that is marked by you. Lord, we give our seasons to you, regardless of how we feel about it. And I pray that we would indeed see your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Hey, join us as we sing.